0: Welcome to Cupify This, the show geared towards understanding why people behave the way they do and what we can do to get our needs met. When our cups are full or filling, we have a strong sense of well-being. When they are emptying, we are driven to choose behaviours to fill them. In this show, we aim to cupify life. We're going to explore big ideas, current events and life in general using the lens of the Phoenix Cups. Welcome to episode 16.
1: Yeah, hello everyone. Welcome.
0: Hope you enjoyed last week.
1: Yeah, Yeah. we did.
0: Yeah, I thought that was a fun one actually. (laughs) Uh, This week's, it's not so much serious, but it's a little bit more um, methodical I suppose. Maybe. Yeah.
1: It's a little bit serious because you're talking about unhelpful thinking. Yeah,
0: yeah, cups and unhelpful thinking. And
1: Unhelpful thinking is cup emptying. Yeah. It's a... well, if we think of a behavioural choice as being either an action or a thought, yep. it's the thought component of a behavioural choice. So it's something we can mm. eventually work on changing. We might not yep. be able to change it in the moment. But we can work on changing yep. it uh, over time. And I think it's really powerful to be reflecting on and putting a name to unhelpful thoughts that we all yeah. have.
0: Yeah. And and it's a muscle too, because essentially it's mindfulness, being aware of your thoughts mm. as well. thought Being aware of them without judgment, so... In my workshops, one of the, I guess, the standout parts that I do is a hypnosis demonstration. So what I'll do is I'll get everybody involved and i get them to just use their imaginations that their arms are out in front of them and they're holding something really, really heavy. And what happens is people notice that just by using their imagination, their arm that they're imagining that they're holding something really heavy in starts to actually drop and they can feel that straining in their arms. And then it's just a little bit of an eye-opener that just using your imagination can have these physiological effects on your body mm. just by the way you're thinking about something, just by using your imagination. Yeah. And then I get the, the best responders for that and I usually bring them up the front. And then what I do is, with the, using that same sort of technique, I use hypnosis and I, I stick their hands together or usually their feet to the ground so they can't move essentially. And then instead of unsticking them, I get them to sort of undo it themselves. I make the point that, is it really possible... That I could have stuck you to the ground? Or is it just the way you're thinking about it? Because when you think about it, there's no such thing as a real hypnotist. I don't have any real magical powers over anyone. Mm. All I've ever done is really sold them a story that they're stuck in that moment. So it's their own thoughts that have them stuck.
1: Yes, you do a tricky little hypnotic demonstration it's where fun. yeah, yeah. it's fun and they are stuck their their feet are stuck and then you you say that and they they realize oh yeah. actually I'm stuck by my own thoughts Yeah. which of course is what you've got on the, slides the slide behind, behind them. them that
0: they can't quite see that <laughs> yeah. you can be stuck by my your own, own thoughts. thoughts alone and yeah. then they take that step and it's a sort of cathartic moment where we realize how many different times are we stuck by our thoughts? It's it's a little bit silly. You're not going to walk down the street and your feet are going to get stuck to the ground. But we've got to ask ourselves sometimes.
1: Might if you're there.
0: <laughs> <laughs> but we've got to ask ourselves, how many times are we stuck in problems just by the way we think about them? We think about them and we go over them and over them and they start to go around in our minds. And all of a sudden, these little thoughts turn into big thoughts and we can get mm. stuck by on the, these problems. So that's one of the demonstrations I do. And it's it's really, really effective when you see it in person. So you just have to take my word for it. that yeah. it's, That is great. <laughs> (laughs) over here, but what I want to do now is I just want to talk through some of these unhelpful thinking styles and just how you can see by having them articulated now, how we can sort of relate to them and realise it's just an everyday condition that we all, all have. Right?
1: Yeah, and, and sometimes I think the shared language of this is useful, and, and we certainly do a lot of stuff around shared language with the Phoenix yep. Cups framework, yeah. but this is one of those, and, you know, another one of those things where once we've got a label to it, once we've got a name yep. to the uh, to the sort of behaviour we're doing, then we can talk about it, we can name it, and we can yep. shift it. Uh,
0: yeah, exactly. And, uh, kind of kicks the legs out from under it as well like because one of them is say catastrophizing when Mm. you turn something small into something big after a while you know you're catastrophizing if you know the name catastrophizing yeah actually i am catastrophizing Mm. or actually i'm just disqualifying a positive because i do know there's a positive over there i was just choosing not to see it but once you're aware of these it doesn't mean they're going to go away and i'll explain that in a moment but just being aware of these can help with them as well Mm. so
1: and also sorry i'm butting in but i'm also thinking about it can help you with people that you love or you're close to um, to have a conversation about these Particularly, you know, if they mm. might use a, an unhelpful thinking as well, or that might be similar to yours, and you you can remind each other. You can sort of yeah. say to each other, "Hey, could you check me, and I'll check you, and we can."
0: <laughs> I say that in my workshops. I say, you know, once you all know unhelpful thinking styles and you got these memorized and you mm. and you know what they are, it is good to remind each other. Perhaps not in the moment, though. No. <laughs> don't say Don't you think you might be <laughs> catastrophizing the right now? I don't no. think that might go over well. But don't
1: do that in the moment. Yeah. Definitely not yeah. while someone body's cups are empty and they're distressed or upset but it's nice to reflect on later when they're back to baseline when when they're using their prefrontal cortex again when they've calmed right down and you could say oh gosh i noticed that when you were really upset before you you kept saying, you know, that this had happened, but actually, it wasn't quite that bad, was it? All, or, or perhaps you forgot to bring into the your thinking the positive thing that had also happened. Yeah, and so what,
0: disqualifying the positive? Yeah, yeah, how can
1: and and then I would say, how can I help you with that next time? Uh, what could I say to you next time for to help you to to bring a more positive thinking in? Yeah. Mm.
0: and I'll also mention after I I go through this list as well as other ways we can deal with them and that is making room for them Mm. being aware of those thoughts just knowing that you're having them so that way you don't actually identify with them so actually that's not me it's an unhelpful thought I'm Mm, having right now yeah yeah yeah. so some of these include all or nothing thinking that's where you think something has to be completely one way or nothing at all there's a mental filter That's where you only pay attention to certain types of evidence, realising there's actually more going on over here. Uh, We jump to conclusions sometimes where we think what's going to happen or we mind read and we assume that we know what someone else is thinking or, or what's going to happen in the future if we do certain steps. Sometimes we use emotional reasoning where just because we feel a certain way we think it must be true. Now that's a really tricky one because emotional reasoning just really tricks the intellect and you really feel, just because you feel something, you think it must be true, right? Uh, Labeling, when we label things or even ourselves, if we call ourselves boring or something like that or somebody else a name, we start to feel that way about them. Uh, We can overgeneralize where we see patterns where there's not necessarily a pattern at all. Uh, We can disqualify the positive where we just choose not to see the good in certain situations. Uh, We could magnify or catastrophize or uh, that's pretty self-evident, blowing little things up to bigger things.
1: Catastrophize, or yeah. Catastrophizing, yeah. Yep. that is – it's it's certainly something I think that we all sort of do yeah. every now and then. And, and it's almost – I wonder um, with these behaviors, sometimes they're driven by the will to fill, right, in some way, shape or form. they're not. We could definitely use more skilled behaviors yeah. to fill up our cups because I, they're I would say so they're, cup emptying.
0: And they're part of the human condition though, so yeah. don't feel bad if you have them. And that's another oh, point I'll get to in a moment that –
1: Just as normal as having needs. Yeah, having
0: thoughts. They kept you alive at some stage, you know? And the thing is, we do these all the time. I've probably done half of these today i probably even setting up the the equipment to to begin this right now. We do these all the time. So you're not wrong or strange or different if you have these. What we just got to learn to do is not empower these unhelpful thoughts because when we empower them, that's when they start to empty our cups. We just need to make room for them, become aware of those thoughts. Uh, Another one is should or must, where we think things should be a certain way or must be a certain way, not realizing there's other areas. Or personalization where we think things are either our fault, even if they're not, or blaming someone else completely if it's not theirs. So I'll give you an example now. This is one of the ones I use in my workshop, but I think it's really powerful. So here's just a a basic scenario. So Jim is hanging out with his friend and during the conversation, his friend keeps looking at his watch. So Jim starts to think, they must think I'm really boring or they don't want to be here with me right now. Automatically, we can start to pick out some of those unhelpful thoughts that Jim is using like mental filter. He's paying attention to his friend looking at his watch, but he might be ignoring the other body language that his friend's showing who's really engaged. He might be jumping to conclusions that he's he's really boring. Maybe he has to be somewhere, or maybe he's got one of those... Smartwatches that vibrates. So he's got a message and he's just I'm looking I'm only really just out, working this
1: out because I don't have a smartwatch. watch. Yeah. I don't have one of those fancy pants ones. Yeah. And, oh, my gosh, the notifications that I get on my phone, I, I put it on the moon all the time, which is what we call when we put it <laughs> on Do Not Disturb, we put it on the moon because yep. I can't deal with the notifications. But I I have noticed that some people have it on their on their wrist and those notifications all day would, would literally drive me mm. bonkers. Yeah, yeah. So I I don't use yeah, that. You're
0: heightened all the time, wouldn't you? Yeah,
1: yeah, so I had a, a really difficult time understanding with some people where they're looking at their watch and thinking, oh, gosh, because we're so used to taking that as an indication that somebody wants to end the conversation. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) But it's actually now, especially for younger people, you know, I'm – 40 something and <laughs> younger people in their early 20s they're they're all they've not had that experience of somebody wanting to end the conversation because they're looking at their watch they're all they all know that this is where they're just checking a notification or they just have to you know quickly check a message or whatever and they can do it at the same time as holding the conversation so yeah that is something that's i've only just been able to get past yeah. i'm going oh my gosh they don't like me or they're trying to stop the conversation or what have i done to upset them or <laughs> something like that <laughs>
0: So he could also be magnifying or catastrophizing. He might have only looked at his watch, you know, once or twice. But Mm. in his mind, he keeps looking at his watch or emotional reasoning. Just, you know, he thinks that he's boring. So because he thinks that way, he thinks it must be true. Mm -hmm. I saw something on Facebook once that says, trust your intuition 100%. Sometimes we've got to ask ourselves, what's intuition and what's just emotional reasoning, right? Or, Or labeling, calling himself boring. But the important part to notice is it's not the action of his friend looking at his watch, which made him feel a certain way. It's all these different unhelpful thoughts Mm. that made him feel that way. These unhelpful thoughts that we're able to pick out right now. So we can see it's not the thing itself. It's the way we think about the thing that can empty our cups. And again, I made that point that don't feel bad if you have them because we all have them. I have them. You have them. We all have them, right? It's the human condition. We just got to learn to not empower them. Mm. And there's some great analogies like Dr. Russ Harris, who wrote The Happiness Trap. He's got one analogy about bullies on the bus. If you imagine you're on a bus and you've got all these bullies on the bus, the more you interact with them, the more they're just going to keep riling you up. But if you now imagine those bullies on the bus are just your unhelpful thoughts, if you just travel along with them and pay them no attention, you go, oh, they're just the bullies on the bus, they're just the unhelpful thoughts, the less they're going to impact upon you. Or another one is like uh, the chessboard. Every time you move a chess piece, you're probably going to have an alternate t- chess piece. You have a, a helpful thought, and an unhelpful thought, a helpful thought, and an unhelpful thought. Instead of getting in there just trying to stop the unhelpful thoughts, sometimes that can put you in more disharmony. What we've got to learn to do is be more like the chessboard and just be aware of the thoughts. That was a helpful thought. That was an unhelpful thought.
1: Mm, that's handy. Yeah.
0: Now very similar to unhelpful thinking styles is also our judgments. So our judgments are slightly different because they're the viewpoint we take on things. That's why two people can experience the exact same thing but their judgments around it are different. Uh, even within ourselves. I remember once I I was driving away and I got a flat tire and I got out and I was furious and I was kicking the tire and I was just really annoyed. And then a few years later I got a flat tire again. At that time, as I was changing the tyre, I was reflecting on it, thinking that last time I was losing my mind, where this time I was nice and calm about it. So, flat tyres don't upset me, it's my judgments of flat tyres that upset me. Because mm. if it was the thing itself, I would have been just as upset in that moment yeah. as I was the first time. That's so. the
1: same, Dad, you called me about that, and you said that you were just going to very patiently go up the range because the tyre had a kilometre limit on it. And I was like, okay, yeah, well, that sounds that sounds intense, have fun with that. and. Yeah. Then you got up the – and as you were going up the range, you actually went out of out of phone range and I couldn't call you back because I was thinking at it and I was thinking, I don't think it is 80 kilometres. I think it's an 80-mile 80 80 mile, uh, it, it on was, the <laughs> – What happened was
0: I, I put on the spare tyre, the space saver, the, the small one, and it had 50 on it. So I drove mm. up this range at 50, 50 miles an hour. I had all these cars behind you me. You were
1: going 50 kilometres. Yep,
0: I was going 50 kilometres an hour. Mm. Got to the tyre repair place. When I got out and looked at it again – the bottom said 50 miles an hour, and then I looked around the top of the tyre, and it said 80 kilometres an hour.
1: Yeah. So I went,
0: oh. So I was teaching the world patience that day. I don't know if they wanted that lesson. You really was. were. It was my gift to the world. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Uh, and so, But you did so in a very calm way. Yeah. Your judgment about the situation. Yeah.
0: Because was- if it was flat tyres, I'd be just upset right now, because somewhere in the world, someone's got a flat tyre.
1: Yeah. I'd be talking
0: to you guys going, oh, there's a flat tyre somewhere. Yeah. So it's-
1: but your judgment about the situation was much more helpful yep. uh, and realistic. Yeah. And you were definitely having a better day than the person behind you who, <laughs> was, <laughs> who was just trying to get up the range yeah. and for some reason had to go 50 kilometres an hour yep. the whole time. Yeah.
0: Uh, now, more recently, I got a flat tyre again, which has taught me two things. Mm-hmm. First off, don't drive with me because I somehow get mm. an unreal crazy amount of flat tires mm. uh but secondly since i've been telling that uh, story as well i had a choice i realized actually since i use this demonstration i can't get upset right now It make me somewhat of a hypocrite so i can choose not to get upset right now and it made me quite aware of my my judgments that there's a choice
1: there yep yeah and uh, you know having a choice about the way mm. we behave and the way we think yep. uh, is, is all well and good to say and so easy sitting oh, in this absolutely. position right yeah. now to say. Um, th- but this is something that I think that we need to make plans for. It, it takes ahead practice. Ahead of time. It and, really yeah, does. And
0: practice, yeah. it, it's, it is. It's essentially mindfulness too. Being aware of these thoughts that you're having Mm. and your judgments of things, yeah. Mm.
1: Yes. Uh, Tara and I got a flat tire recently as well, heading across the desert on an unsealed road in the middle of Western Australia. See, that's when my
0: judgments were... Crazy because I was over you here. Were a little bit worried I about us. Very worried. And we
1: went out of range right as I went. Yep. Oh, Chris, I think we just popped a tire, and then <laughs> just nothing. nothing. Sorry about in that. The middle
0: of the outback on a dirt road. Yeah,
1: all by ourselves with no people around. Yeah. So we did have a lot of laughing at this point in time. I'm glad Tara you were laughing. I, I had yeah. uh,
0: Wolf Creek in my mind. Yeah.
1: <laughs> and uh, Tara kept saying, "This is this is an adventure. This is all part of the adventure." <laughs> <laughs> so it was very much about how we framed it with yep. each other and for each other in that moment. Yeah. Uh, but and that that can be helpful too when mm. you know when you've got somebody with you to remind you, hey, you know what, we don't have to experience this as, yeah. as a really bad thing. Yeah. Uh, we can actually just take it in our stride and go, well, yeah. this will be a story.
0: Yeah. Yeah, yeah. you changed your judgments on the situation itself. Mm. So uh, the way we think about things, our judgments of things can be cup emptying or cup filling. If we think, okay, nobody cares about me, that's instantly connection cup emptying. But if we acknowledge that we got the, the love and support of our co-workers or family, then mm. that's connection cup filling.
1: Yeah. And it was, yeah, that really could have been fun, cup emptying the tyre situation in the yeah. outback. But we uh, we made so many jokes that we made it, fun cup filling that's another
0: great thing what i think you did was you responded to the situation instead of reacting to the situation sometimes out of habit we just react yeah when certain things
1: i took lots of selfies of tara changing the tire (laughs) because i didn't know what to do this is great and then i took pictures of her dirty hands and poor sweaty face afterwards (laughs) sorry tara I apologize for laughing. We were laughing together at least. I wasn't laughing at you. It was with you. So judgments, they're important. Your perspective, uh, can you you can think about your perspective and change your judgment on things, yeah.
0: Well, well, flat tires also leads into this idea of control too. Some things are in your control and some things are not. And what's not inside your control is things like flat tires. Yeah. So you can't always control the situation, but with practice we can learn to control how we respond to those situations even if it's just the way we think about them when they occur.
1: Yes, and as my colleague Dr. Louise Porter calls it, I am also like her and a control enthusiast. <laughs> so I think that has I to do with have no. <laughs> I think that has to do with Louise and my um matching dominant mastery cups, mm. and uh so letting go of control has to be it, it's a very intentional a lot of effort work for me yeah yeah that's that's an ongoing yeah. ongoing work but
0: what's what's uh, important to realize though is really at the end of the day there's only two things you can control your thoughts to an extent you still have your unhelpful thoughts and mm. your judgments, but they're your own and your yeah, reactions and, and your awesome actions things, yeah yeah.
1: But, yeah, your actions. Yeah. yeah. that's So
0: essentially yourself. At yeah. the end, that's all you can control is yourself. You can't control what other people think or do or say or believe. You can have certain levels of influence, but you cannot control these things. So it doesn't mean you don't care about these things. You still do your best towards things outside of your control, but you don't rely your happiness on things outside of your control. Yeah, you this do has your really been tested. Yeah. This has
1: been tested a lot lately, hasn't it, with decisions being made for us. in yeah. the. I mean, we're, we're mid-pandemic at the moment. Again, we're having another spot here in Australia and, yep. and decisions are being made for us. And we have had to, we do have to do a lot of work on letting go of these things that we can't control, yeah. but then also determining yep. what can we control and where exactly. can we, exactly. That's, that's the have,
0: part. So it's not yeah. meant to be passive. No, It's about acceptance. Instead yep. of spending all my time and energy, worrying about something outside of my control, I'm going to transfer that into what I can do. So Absolutely. it's not passive. It's active. Right, I, I think that's yourself. really important
1: yeah. because you have to, Make changes within yourself. You have to. We've had to make changes within our own behaviors to mm. be a part of, you know, moving forward with this, um, w- with solutions around the pandemic. Um, but also sometimes, you know, there is things that we feel like, well, that's completely out of our control, so we're not going to do anything about it. So unhelpful thinking. We did yeah, it. That's we did um, it. that's our that's our thinking on unhelpful thinking and cupifying it because yeah. it's essentially a cup emptier. Yeah. And um, that's okay, you know, if you're going to do that. But then you need to then plan and compensate for the empty yeah. cup that you just emptied with your own thinking. Yeah. Uh, so one surefire way to, to help with that and to prevent that and to protect your cups, is to work on what are some common unhelpful thoughts of yours? And then what can you, how can you switch them? And I accidentally said to switch them to positive thoughts before, but I don't mean that switch them to helpful thoughts. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Mm. uh, That's something I really want to get across. It's not about thinking positively or optimistically. It's just working out, are these thoughts, are they helpful or are they unhelpful right now? And Mm. I think that's a good point to end on.
1: Catch us next week.
0: Thank you. We'll see you then.
1: (laughs) See you then.